This is your host, Victoria, and in today's episode, we are talking all about asking ourselves better questions and how asking ourselves better questions can actually have a huge impact in the way that we view a situation that we might be faced with. In this episode, I'm giving you really concrete examples of questions that I love to ask my clients and that I encourage them to ask themselves. I hope it will be enlightening for you. I hope it will help you out. Please let me know what you think. And as usual, I would love to know where in the world you are and what you're up to as you listen to this episode. So please take a quick picture of where you're at so I can feel like I'm right there beside you. Tag me on Instagram at Victoria Sardain or send it over via DM. I would love to see. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Victoria Sardain podcast, where you'll discover actionable tools, tips, and tricks as well as inspiring conversations to support you to change your own reality. We all have immense personal power within us. We all have the ability to be the person we look up to the most and take charge of our lives and our future. Sometimes we just need a little insight, a little change of perspective, and a friendly nudge to take the step. Are you ready? I hope you're all well. Lovely to see you on this Monday morning. Monday mornings is when these episodes go live and I've noticed recently that there is really a surge of listens on Monday morning. So I hope that this is something that you found a way to incorporate into your routine to some extent. I would love to know what element of your routine you usually listen to this podcast. Personally, I have a few of my favorite podcasts that I listen to at specific times of day, usually when I'm either walking to the gym or making my breakfast or having a coffee or things like that. So I would love to know what time of day you usually listen to these episodes and how it fits into your routine. It would be really fun for me to have a little a glimpse into your life and how these podcasts fit into them. So don't hesitate to let me know. Today's episode is all about asking better questions. I had an in-depth conversation about this with a client recently, so it really inspired me to share this episode with you guys, sharing some really concrete, specific questions, actually, that I love to ask my clients, that I encourage my clients to ask themselves in order to better handle certain situations that they might be faced with. So what I'm gonna do in this episode is go through four different types of scenarios and go through what kinds of questions might be helpful in each of these. So the first scenario I want to go through is a scenario where something is challenging you, you're in a sticky situation, but the reality is that you perhaps can't change the actual situation at hand. Maybe it's a situation that you feel a bit stuck, you feel doubtful, you feel like something needs to change, but you don't know how to change it, and it feels like maybe nothing can change right now. This might be something in the short term, like... I have a presentation in an hour and I'm feeling really doubtful or really uncertain or really insecure about it. Or it might be something like, I'm feeling insecure and uncertain of this relationship that I'm in and it's been going on for a few years or a year or so and I'm going in circles in my head. And when I speak about asking better questions, I'm really speaking about how we can genuinely change our frame of reference simply by the questions that we're asking ourselves. 
Most of the time we find ourselves in spirals, in loops, where we might be thinking for the past few months I've been stuck in this loop and I keep going over the same thought in my head over and over again. And it's often because we're asking a question, whether we're aware of it or not, that is actually guiding us to focus on what it is that we are spiraling on. So a concrete example is I am working with a client currently who's feeling quite insecure in her job and she's feeling undervalued. She's feeling like she's not really in the right place. She feels like she's maybe not qualified enough for the turn that the job has taken. Initially when she was hired for it, the job was meant to have a slightly different focus. Things changed and ultimately now she's feeling like I'm not the right person for this and I'm not qualified enough. And it's a really uncomfortable situation because she's becoming incredibly aware of how this dip in confidence of feeling undervalued and of not feeling in the right place is actually also having an impact on her relationships and in other areas of her life as well. Without knowing it, every single day she's really asking herself, am I in the right place? Am I qualified enough? What do I not know? Those are the questions she's asking herself and every day on repeat her mind is going into spirals saying you're not qualified enough, these are all the things you don't know, these are all the people who would be better qualified at this job than you are. So what we really worked on is flipping those questions around. She of course had a very different background from somebody who might be more specialized in the area in which her job was focused on, but she had many other experiences and many other skills that actually in a way made her incredibly qualified for the job. So it was really about flipping the question around and changing that frame of focus in order to change the frame of reference. So something that I would recommend you start with if you're in this position is to ask yourself the question, what emotion do I actually want to feel or need to feel in order to better handle this situation at hand? And so it's not about simply covering it up and saying, all right, let's focus on the positive, right? We know that that doesn't always work. It's really about asking, okay, if I'm faced with a situation and I'm kind of stuck here, you know, I'm, I'm stuck potentially in this job for a short amount of time, or I'm stuck with this colleague that's challenging, or I'm stuck with giving this presentation that I'm not comfortable with in an hour, right? In this specific situation that I'm stuck with, what emotion would actually help me? Is it doubt? Is it fear? Is it uncertainty? Probably not. It's probably not helping you in that instance. What is an emotion that would help you instead? And once you've nailed down that emotion or that feeling, asking yourself, what are all the ways in which I am already that feeling or that emotion? Or what are all the ways in which I have the right to feel that feeling or that emotion? Another example is one that I gave in my podcast episode all about imposter syndrome. So when we speak about not feeling legitimate, not feeling valued, not being in the right place, it's often related to imposter syndrome. So if this is something that you are currently going through, I recommend that you have a listen to that episode. I'll pop it in the show notes below. But in that episode, I gave the example of being on my way to a meeting right when I had started my business. And I was on my way to a meeting with the CEO of a major wellness company and I wanted to do consulting for them. And I was on my way and of course I felt huge imposter syndrome. I had just graduated from university, I was 22, I had never really worked, let alone do consulting or have my own business. 
And therefore, I felt incredibly out of my place and I felt like this is just a huge joke and I have no idea what I'm doing. I knew, however, that on the way to this meeting, feeling doubt, feeling imposter syndrome, feeling uncertainty was not helpful. It might be helpful in the long run in terms of making it clear that I need more experience, making it clear that there are certain elements I need to learn more of. But in that moment, 20 minutes before the meeting, the uncertainty, not helpful. I knew I needed confidence and confidence is what would actually help me in the meeting to be able to pitch what I had in mind and to actually ultimately be able to get the gig, right? So I knew that confidence was what I needed and therefore on my way to the meeting, where some might say it would be more intelligent to really prepare the meeting, which it might have been, I decided instead to actually do a journaling exercise on all the ways in which my youth, my young age, and my inexperience is actually a huge strength and would allow me to excel in what it is that I wanted to do. What I really did is instead of focus on what I don't have, I looked at what I didn't have, which was age and experience, and flipped it and said, what if this was my biggest strength? What would that look like? What would be, I don't know, 20 reasons why being young and inexperienced is actually a strength in this specific situation? And that really switched my frame of reference. I could go into that meeting and saying, I know I'm young and inexperienced, but I'm fresh out of university. I have so many ideas. I'm so motivated. I know this industry well. I live and breathe everything that is wellness. I have a fresh take. And I genuinely believe that it was that confidence that actually allowed me to get that first big consultancy role, which really kickstarted my business as well. So that is a way in which we can really ask ourselves better questions in order to switch our frame of reference, thinking about what emotion that it is that you need and in what way are you already that thing. In my case, it was, I wanted to feel confident and legitimate. Okay, what reasons did I have to be confident? What reasons did I have that I was indeed legitimate? Really flipping it around. When you change your focus and you ask a different question, your mind will seek all the answers to that question. It will filter through all of your thoughts and get you to focus on the answers to those questions. It's like when you buy a yellow car and all of a sudden all you see in the street is yellow cars. You've narrowed your focus to something and all of a sudden you see it all around you. Narrow your focus to the reasons you have to be valued, to be legitimate, to be confident in what it is that you're doing and you will find the answers around you as well. The second scenario I wanted to go through is if you're feeling incredibly angry or you have this deep sense of injustice. So this might be through an argument with somebody, this might be something that happened around you, it might even be something at a larger scale that's happening around the world. It might be a new policy implemented at work. It might be that, I don't know, your phone provider sneaked in some extra costs that were hidden somewhere in the contract and you're furious about it. Any kind of feeling of anger or injustice. I really recommend asking some better questions and specific questions that I recommend are the first one being, how am I personally responsible for this? So if you did get into an argument with somebody, this is a really great place to start. And I've mentioned this in several podcast episodes already, but I love this question. 
And Jordan Peterson once said, I don't know where in which podcast episode or video or anything I've seen this, but he mentioned at one point that when he would get into an argument with his wife or bicker with his wife, they would go their separate ways and ask themselves individually the question, how am I personally responsible for this? And then come back and share what they've come up with. And it is so powerful when you can come to somebody that you just had an argument with and say, okay, maybe I was a bit unreasonable in saying this, or maybe I was angry because I just assumed that that, or maybe I had an unrealistic expectation. So it's really that question, how am I personally responsible for this? And I've played around with this a lot myself, and I've really realized that when I'm angry, at somebody and I just feel this deep sense of injustice and that's not fair and I can't believe they would do that or I can't believe they would say that. The second I ask myself that question, my anger goes away. You cannot be deep in self-reflective thought and understand your own shortcomings and at the same time feel this deep sense of anger and injustice. The two are not compatible and they do not live together. And the second you ask yourself that question, you will really feel a huge shift internally. If what you're feeling angry or you're feeling this injustice about might be to a bit of a larger scale, isn't necessarily a kind of one-on-one communication mishap, then another question you can ask yourself is to what extent might I have contributed to this? Maybe there's a new policy at work and you're really annoyed with it, But maybe you can ask yourself, to what extent have I contributed? Maybe they're tightening the straps on what time you have to enter and leave work. And maybe, yeah, you know what, I've contributed because I've been a bit slack and on Fridays I don't usually come in until 10. So it's really asking ourselves, to what extent might I have actually contributed to this? And trying to genuinely think, in what ways have I contributed? Can I think of a few, even if... The second I ask that question, I feel huge resistance and I think, no, 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 no. I've not contributed anything. This is this other person's fault or this is not fair or this doesn't make sense. Really asking to what extent might I have contributed? And it can be hard and it can be confronting, but I encourage you to think of at least one reason. And I know that we can all find at least one reason. And the last one is, in what ways might I have reacted similarly given a similar circumstance. There's a quote that I absolutely love from Viktor Frankl who says, no man should judge unless he asks himself in absolute honesty whether in a similar situation he might not have done the same. For those of you who don't know Viktor Frankl, he's the author of the book Man's Search for Meeting. He's a psychotherapist who found himself in the concentration camps during the Nazi regime and it is the most incredible book. It's really short, so I do recommend it. It's a bit explicit and intense and it can be a bit heavy, but it is fascinating how him being stuck in a concentration camp during the Nazi regime, he managed to flip it around and realize that maybe an SS guard who committed horrendous acts during the concentration camp, maybe if I were in his shoes, doing what he was doing, contributing to one of the biggest waves of murder and genocide on this planet, maybe I would feel so twisted in my thoughts, I would be so confused, be so brainwashed, 
that I would actually do the same thing, that I would also commit those crimes. Is it possible? Maybe. And it's such a challenging, confronting question. But I think the second we can really flip it around and say, maybe if I was given the same education, if I was in the same circumstance, if I had seen the same things, if I had the same thoughts and the same beliefs, then maybe I would be doing exactly the same thing. And that injustice goes away because there's a sense of understanding there. It's not a sense of acceptance. It's not this is great. But there is a sense of even the most horrible things in the world, maybe if I was in a tough enough situation, I would maybe do it as well. And being aware of that can really appease that anger. The third situation is feeling offended. If you feel really offended or really vexed about a certain situation, certain questions that I love asking are, what did this situation tickle within me? What did it tickle? Did it tickle a previous wound? Did it tickle a certain insecurity? What did it tickle and what did it bring up? All of a sudden, it's no longer about the situation. It's no longer about the other person who might have offended you. It's actually about yourself. It's realizing that feeling offended, feeling vexed only comes about when a situation tickles something deeper within us. Another question is, in what way might the situation be provoking this emotion due to mirroring? If somebody is acting a certain way and I cannot stand it, is it because I know to some extent that I sometimes act that way? Or would it maybe be the opposite and I realize that I would never allow myself to act that way and they are? Personally, I get that sometimes when people are either late or cancel last minute. And it's not because that's something that I'm prone to doing, but it's because it's something that I don't allow myself to do. And sometimes I wish that I could loosen the straps a little bit and just show up a bit late as though it's no big deal or cancel last minute because I feel like it, but I know that it's something that I don't allow myself to do. And when I see people give themselves that luxury, in quotation marks, it annoys me. It drives me crazy. And I think, how can you just do that? Because I wouldn't allow myself to. Once again, a question like that really flips it on its head. All of a sudden, it's not about the other person. It's about how we react internally, which will in turn also appease that feeling. And the last question when it comes to being offended, being vexed is, what part of my shadow has been exposed here? The shadow is the deeper parts of ourselves that we don't want to admit, we don't want to look at, we don't want to accept, and we definitely don't want others to see within us. A recent example would be a client who is sharing that her partner was undecided about what he would be doing next year, if he would be moving cities, if they would be moving in together, and it was really overwhelming for her because she felt like she couldn't really count on him he was changing his mind, she didn't know which direction he was going in, and therefore she didn't know what direction to go in in order to accommodate his life changes. And it really tickled something within her. It really upset her beyond what might be considered quote-unquote reasonable or rational. And so we dug into it a little bit and tried to understand, and when we spoke about this question, you know, what part of her shadow might have been exposed here, 
it was really the part of her that was dependent. She prided herself in her independence, loved being independent, but she knew to a certain extent, especially within an important relationship, there is an element of dependence. And it really made her uncomfortable. But putting words on it, realizing that this exposed the more dependent sides of her, all of a sudden she actually had a path forward. She could decide, do I want to accept that yes, I'm slightly dependent in this situation? Or do I want to take my independence back? I was in a very similar situation when we were planning our move to Thailand and the move would be dictated by my boyfriend's job. And therefore I was somewhat set to follow wherever he would find his job. But I wasn't the one doing the job hunting. I wasn't the one doing the interviews. I had very little control over where we would go, but it affected me a lot. As somebody who also really loves my independence, and I am very independent, it was something that was incredibly challenging for me. And therefore, it would actually probably be a similar situation. This part of my shadow being exposed of, although I pride myself with my independence, I am not fully independent. I am somewhat dependent. We all are. As human beings, we spend the first three years of our lives being 100% dependent for everything. And that never really goes away. We know we are social beings and we can't actually survive 100% alone, so we are dependent to a certain extent. And those of us that pride ourselves in independence might then find that shadow creep up every once in a while, and when it does, then those challenging emotions might kick in. The last situation I wanted to go through is if we're feeling overwhelmed, stressed, or anxious. If we feel like there is too much going on, there's too much to do, we find ourselves in a spiral of calculating a million different possibilities in our head, or a million different strategies to handle a certain situation, or planning out a ridiculous calendar in front of us. And the question is so simple, but it's, what if this were easy? What if this situation that is causing me stress and anxiety, what if it were easy? What would that look like? If this was so simple, what would change? How would I feel and how would I act? Going back to what I said at the beginning, if we're focused on, oh my goodness, how am I going to manage this all? This is too much. This is so complicated. The stress and the anxiety makes us focus on what can potentially mess up. And it's helpful in a way because it keeps us aware. But in that moment of stress, anxiety, overwhelm, that's not what we need. What we need is to ask ourselves better questions in order to flip the situation around. So I hope that that was interesting. I hope that that was helpful. I hope that you see the power of questions and of questioning. And I really hope that you play around with some of the examples that I gave here in this episode. I would love to know which question in particular spoke to you and that you might be asking yourself this week. So please send me a message. Let me know. I love getting feedback from you guys. It really, really helps me understand what it is that speaks to you and make more content that is similar. If some of these situations are ones that you find yourself in, whether you're in a challenging situation where it feels like you can't quite change anything, maybe you feel undervalued, maybe you're having feelings of imposter syndrome, maybe you're often getting angry and this feeling of injustice, or maybe you're often overwhelmed and stressed, this is the kind of work that I do with my clients. 
I probe you to ask different questions and I ask you different questions and I always say that we have all the answers within us. We just need better questions. And that is my role as a coach. It's to ask you the questions that you didn't even know exist, that you never even thought of, so that you can come to answers that you did not even know that you had. It's such a powerful, powerful journey and I have about two spots left for onboarding new clients this month. Send me a message if you're interested, if you think it's something that might help you out and we can have a quick chat about where you're at, if it would be a right fit, if I think coaching might be the right route for you, it might not be, I might instead recommend you some resources or recommend you to go somewhere else, but at least we can talk about it and see what might be the right path forward for you. In the meantime, guys, I'll see you next week for a brand new episode.